When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about branding and being selfish with your decisions. But first and foremost, welcome back to another episode. If you guys are brand new, my name is Akil Stokes. I'm an entrepreneur, an investor, trader, trading coach, and co-founder of TierOneTrading.com. If you guys are interested in some free education, make sure you head over to www.TierOneTrading.com and get involved for free. And of course, we have membership services and whatnot if you want to take it to the next level. But I always advise uh, taking some time just to test out the free stuff first before making any type of investment. And I bring that up because that's sort of the topic of today's podcast. I'm going to share with you in a a very nice and and kind of heart-tugging, at least for me personally, uh, email sent to uh, me by a trader. Uh, But I want to start off by talking about a conversation I had the other day live on Twitter about developing personal brand. And the conversation was really a discussion about the give and the take of your personal brand, meaning that there is a certain image that you want to portray, right? If you're building your business, you are your brand, right? If you are your brand, you want to you wanna come off a certain way, right? You want to come off as a figure of authority, right? So that means that when people go to you, They look at you as someone that can give them the answer, an expert in their field. Unfortunately, we are also victims of first impressions. So in order to give off that authority, you typically have to look a certain way, right? Think about it right now. When you you think about um, a Wall Street investor, a hedge fund manager, what do you picture? Right? If two people came up, one person came up in a, a nice Custom tailored suit, clean shaven hair, slicked back, pretty nice tie, good shoes, versus someone that came up in a sweatpants and a you know a white t-shirt with a coffee stain. Who do you think is going to be the expert? Right, it's the guy that looks the part. Um, unfortunately, you maybe not unfortunately, but I guess the dilemma that comes in as well is. In order to look the part, do you want to be untruthful to yourself? And that's kind of the balance that you have to figure out. And that's something that I deal with a lot. Um, you guys know me from social media that I'm just a I'm a very laid back person. I spend zero money on clothing. I, I spend zero money on material things, right? If it was up to me, I would be in some gray sweatpants and a black t-shirt every day because that's what I'm comfortable in. However, I do a lot of videos on social media. Um, I'm not a fan of videos, by the way. I don't, I don't like doing them. I don't. I like doing them. I don't like having my face on there and all that fun stuff. Um, I'd personally rather stay off of social media because although I surround myself with positivity, it's just a, 
a place where it's very easy to get negative and down on yourself. Um, but that's a sacrifice I make because it's good for the business. Now, do I go out and spend a million bucks on clothing? Do I go out and, and freshly shave every time I do a video? No, right? Would it probably be better that way? Yeah, but that's the part I, I don't really care about as much. I would just rather be myself and let my message speak for me. And for you guys that have been with me for a while, um, after you kind of get over the, the the bearded face and the, the nappy hair and you, you start to listen to the message, you start to see, hey, this guy actually knows what he talks about. And that's proof that's developed over time. But that often takes a long time. And when I first got started, I, I wasn't like that. When I first got started, I paid a lot more attention to what type of clothing I have on, to you know how my presentation looked, what was in the background of my videos, because when you're breaking through, right, you get that that very brief moment when you're breaking through before you kind of have a track record to prove yourself, where you have to entice somebody, right? Think about it like um, a first a first date with a girl. I, I never use what I never did a blind date or Tinder and all that stuff like that, but you know. When you go on a blind date, I could imagine your first impression is very powerful. This is your one shot, right? And if you don't make that one shot count, right? Even if you are the, the perfect person on the inside, if your first impression throws that person off, they're never gonna take the chance to know that person on the inside, right? And that was a lesson I learned not through blind dating, but when I was growing my money management business, when I was going in and really trying to sell myself to potential investors um, in hopes that they give me a chance to manage their money and grow my business so that I can really make money and be a full-time trader. Um, but uh, I kind of lost track here, but branding is important. Branding is important, but again, it is it, the most important part is that you stay true to yourself. And I bring this up because recently there have been a lot of imposters on social media. And, and I, I always get this on Facebook, I would say at least like once a week on Facebook, um, maybe once a month on Twitter. Um, but there's been a handful of uh, more of them on Instagram and, uh, and, and social media in general these past couple of weeks. And, and the reason makes sense, right? We're holding a, a big event called Bridging the Gap. By the time you guys are hearing this podcast, it'll be, you know, over and done. But Whenever we host a big event, this is this is my mind. This is what I would do if I was a scammer, and hopefully scammers aren't listening. Um, but after we host a big event, um, I would then go back through to followers and try to sell them something and be like, hey, guys, do you like that event? Give me money and follow my system or whatever like that um, and try to get people out of money. Now, I don't think anyone has been gotten. Um, and the reason is because I've been very consistent with my reputation. Jason Greystone has been very consistent with his reputation. We deliver the same message each and every time. And if you know us, you know that we have never reached out and sent you a private message. We have never tried to sell you a byproduct. We have never asked to manage money. We have never offered to give you signals. That's something that we don't do. That's something that we are highly against. And we preach that every single time we put a message out there. So if you have been a follower that has just been stalking around, trying to get the feel of us before you commit any money to say like a, a premium membership at tier one trading, you already know that something seems fishy. And I get DMs from a person, hey, uh, this didn't sound like you, but someone reached out to me, just wanted to make sure. And then we tell them no, report them and whatnot. So consistency is in your brand is key. Because if you're someone that's inconsistent, if you're trying to be something you're not, if you're trying to portray something else or someone else and people don't really get to see the same you, um, there's going to be a little skepticism there, right? 
when you start trying to sell, right? Eventually you're going to try to sell something. It may not be a hard sell where you're, you're sending someone a message saying, hey, buy my product, but there's gonna be some type of marketing, some type of sell, some type of ask at some point if you're growing a business. And if you don't have that solid reputation, people are gonna look at you a certain way and you may not get the turnover, um, you may not get the turnover that you expect. That's very important. And I bring that up because the email I'm about to share with you talks about a, a time uh, that was about a year from now, uh, two, wow, two years already, gosh, about two years ago from the time I'm recording this uh, in late November. But it was about the time that I decided to leave uh, Trade Empowered. Now, for you guys that are brand new to the podcast and haven't listened to the first, whatever, 300 episodes, whatever we're on, um, I was trained, I was taught how to trade by uh, Jason Stapleton and, and Todd Brown over at Trade Empowered. Um, eventually, I became a trading coach for them. And, and one of the reasons that I, I was really in love with, with working with them, right? I was an independent contractor and I decided to kind of just only focus on Trade Empowered because I, I had an emotional investment. And these were the people that helped me to change my life. Um, I knew how powerful the platform was and I, I wanted to do my part in paying it forward. And it worked out really, really good for a long period of time. And then, uh, you know, there was some changes at the leadership position. The philosophy changed and I was no longer comfortable with the message. And, and that's what you guys um, need to understand, right? I, I, I love money. I'm all about making money. I want to make as much money as I can. There's never enough money to make. But money is not the main thing, right? I, I values are the number one thing for me. I, I do things because of values. I I have friends because of values. I work with who I work with because of values, right? Um, I sent out a, a message the other day on Twitter about um, a credit union I go to. I use a credit union as one of my banks. And I love going to the credit union because I walk in, I, I bring in both my kids, the, the Tellers give my kids lollipops, which my wife hates, by the way. Um, but they have my account information, everything loaded up before I get in there. I don't need to show them a card. I don't need to give them any ID. They already know it's a kill Stokes. This is the family. It's like a family. It's that customer service. And when it comes time for loans and stuff, I do a lot of my business loans through credit unions. When it comes time to take out loans and, and, and whatnot, when I need cash advances or whatnot, it happens very, very, very quickly because we have that relationship. We have that trust. I can go into the bank manager and say, hey, I need this, what I need to sign, blah, 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 boom. It's in my account the next day. And that's very important in business, especially my real estate business where good moves or, or good moves, think about trading now, good deals don't last. You, you need money, money, very, you need money very, very quickly where that deal may go away. Um, but it's that customer service, it's that trust. And, and that's what I value most in any type of relationship. And what happened at Trade Empowered is just that when there was a change in leadership, there was a new dynamic that was brought in and the new person that was, I don't even know if it was brought in, but that took took the kind of, uh, I guess, the role of trying to be a leader. Um, he just didn't approach us like people. He ran it like a, a regular business. I'm not in regular business for a reason. First of all, I don't work for anyone. I work for myself. And he didn't treat people like people. Um, and then there was some other stuff in the background that I'm not going to mention that happened that personally offended me, right? When I spoke up and said I was personally offended, right? at a, a, a place that would value you as a person, how do you think they would react? Well, they would probably sit down, talk to you, take it into consideration, right? This person didn't care, didn't care. And that was the, the personal blow that, that did it for me where I expressed something that was very important to me um, and, and how I did not like that it was happening. There was nothing done about it. 
Um, there was not even a kind of a meet in the middle type of thing with what happened. Um, and I made the decision to take uh, really my business, my reputation that I'd grown and developed for years and years and years and leave. And that was a tough decision because you don't, I didn't know what was going to happen. Again, if you go back and listen to, I think it was episode 110, um, it's kind of the, the first version of this reflection on it. Um, so make sure you listen to that episode. But I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I had a skill. My skill was trading. And I knew that as long as I had a skill, I can produce income. Right? And that's kind of the, the, the cool parts about not depending on others. Right? When you kind of eat what you kill right? All you need to depend on is your skill to kill, your skill to produce income. And my way of producing income isn't relying on anyone, right? Maybe Donald Trump, if he if he sends out a certain tweet and the markets move, maybe that. But aside from that, I, I, there's no boss. There's no one else writing my checks. It, it's it's me. And you live and you die by it. And, and there's a certain type of pressure that comes with that. I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like it's all good. Like it's, it's easy. There's a massive amount of pressure. There's zero safety. There's zero security in it. But that's the, the, the pro and the con and the balance that you take. And what's interesting is that when I did the restart, right, and I eventually got Darren and, and, and Jason Greystone on board, um, it was interesting how many people came with us purely because of our personal brand. And it showed that our personal brand, my personal brand, Darren's personal brand, Jason's personal brand, eventually Todd's personal brand, or not Todd, uh, Charles, excuse me, personal brand, outweighed the company brand. And that's just due to being consistent. And I and people told me, people asked me, people rallied with me, and I said, I said, why? why? Why are you, you know, why are you switching? Why are you coming with me? And they said, we followed you for years and years and years. You've been consistent. We know about you. You treat us like a person. You stand for the right things. We got involved with Trade and Power, not necessarily because of the brand name, but because of the coaches that we were working with. We wanted to work with you. We wanted to work with Greystone. And wherever you go, we're going too. And that was kind of my first experience of um, thinking that a brand of mine would be torn down. And really realizing how important your personal brand is, not just a company brand, but your personal brand. And if you have that strong personal brand, that will take you everywhere, take you everywhere, take you anywhere you want. But let me read his email to you 13 minutes later, of course. Um, he said, hey, Akil, early this year, I started to listen to your podcast and I cannot give it enough praise. Your podcast is something that the trading world has needed for a very long time. And I can't tell you the inspiration that I draw from it. I started with episode one and I'm now on 113. I listened to episode uh, 110 a few days ago, which prompted me to write this. This is the episode where you reminisced about your decision to leave Trade Empowered and start your own trading education company. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you explain what you were going through as, it made that, as you made that big decision, but I just wanted to take a moment and tell you what I went through as you guys shook up the trading world at the end of 2017. After an inspirational sermon by my pastor, um, pastor in years of being on the fence, I finally decided in late summer of 2017 to spend money and purchase a trading course. And, went, and I went with Trade Empowered after several phone conversations with Charles. I was very familiar with your reputation and that of Jason Stapleton. 
I felt comfortable with you guys and Jason was a fellow veteran. Immediately, there was a red flag when Charles informed me that Jason Stapleton was no longer with the company and had been gone for several months. That was concerning, but I ignored it because after all, you were still there and so was Jason Greystone. So I paid 5K for the ultimate trader transformation course and I was ready to start my trading journey. I was super excited. The deal came with a 90-day trial subscription to you and Jason Greystone's live room. I didn't do it right away because I was working during the day and I wanted to be there live, so I decided to hold off until my circumstances changes, changed. In a weird twist of fate, I was laid off at the end of October 2017. I didn't care one bit. Finally, I had nothing stopping me, excuse me. Finally, I had nothing stopping me from being in your trading room every morning. So I activated the trial subscription and jumped into the live room and immersed myself in the Ultimate Trader Transformation course. I learned so much the short time I was in your live room and I made up my mind that I was going to continue once my 90-day trial was over. Then the death blow came. I was there in your live room that day when you told us you were leaving Trade Empowered. I was devastated. I've only been here for a month and it's over that quick, I thought. I was just starting to really learn and now it was slipping away. The blade cut deeper a few days later when I found out that Jason Greystone was leaving as well. I went into full panic mode. I called Charles immediately and asked him, what the hell was going on over there at Trade Empowered? I had buyer's remorse like I've never had before. So many thoughts went through my mind. I kept thinking about Charles telling me that Stapleton uh, I, I kept thinking about Charles telling me that Stapleton left when I first bought the course. I should have known something was up then. Now you were leaving and Greystone too. And I had just given them 5K. I was sick. 5,000 is a lot of money to a person like me. I felt like I was on a sinking ship, but I was too invested to get off. And I knew there was no chance of getting my money back. When you, Greystone, and Darren launched Tier 1, I was there for the kickoff event, Emergence, I think it was called, but I could be wrong. By the way, just to shamelessly plug in the middle of this heart-tugging email, if you guys want to check out the Emergence course, make sure you head over to www.tier1trading.com, sign up for that trial membership, and you can check out the Emergence event right away. I knew right away that you guys were going places with this thing, and I wanted to be a part of it. I love the community aspect of your business model and the monthly fee instead of a lump sum, which further fueled my buyer's remorse. If I would have just waited a few more months, I thought I wanted so bad to become a member, but I couldn't afford the monthly price as I was still out of work and trying to eat and pay my other bills. Not to mention, I had just given Trade Empowered 5K a few months before, so I felt like I had to stick with them and get my money's worth. But things were never the same. The live rooms were no more. Charles took over the syndicate. Charles did a great job of trying to get a hold of everything together the best that he could, but the writing was on the wall. When the Monday Strategy Labs went away, I gave up hope that Trade Empowered would ever regain its glory. My desire to become a consistently profitable trader was crushed, but I found your podcast and you breathed life back into it. There's a little bit more of this email, but we'll stop right there and... A few things. First of all, that that's the point of the trading uh, trading coach podcast. Um, it is to be able to connect with people who cannot connect with me on a regular basis through the coaching services. It is it is a place for me to vent. 
It's a place for me to kind of unwind for the day, but it's a place for me to spread information and, and teach others. And, and it's a it's a different outlet. The audio outlet is a lot different and, and bigger than the the visual outlet because you guys can can do this while you're doing other things. You don't need to be actively in front of a chart staring at examples while I'm talking at it. You can be on your way to work. You could be out mowing the lawn, raking leaves in the gym, right? You guys have told me all these different places where you listen to the podcast. So I'm so happy because that was the goal. That's what I wanted to achieve. Nothing more. This isn't a, a money grab. There's no sponsorship on here. It was just a place to continue to spread my message and affect other people especially for those who can't afford um, or maybe just don't have the time right now to invest in a, in, a, in a full educational model. But it also talks about balance. We talked about balance in, in, in finding your brand and as far as balance in, in being you, but being the business version of you as well. There's also balance in what you stand for. And the writing was on the wall for a while, what was going to happen with, with trade and power. Um, and it was a, a massive back and forth for me, right? Not only were we, you know, we, we just had our kid, which was, which was big. Um, but I, I was emotionally invested in, in trade empowered. I was emotionally invested with the clients that I worked with at trade empowered. Um, and I really wasn't going to leave again until that final straw happened. And when that final straw happened, I thought about it for a while. It was probably early November, maybe uh, maybe even September when it happened. And I went back and forth. Part of me wanted to stay loyal to Trade Empowered because, again, I, I, I give them credit for changing my life. I would not be in the position I am right now without Trade Empowered. And I still have no, there, there's no, there's no, uh, no anger with anyone there at all. So on one hand, I wanted to stay loyal to them. But on the other hand, I felt as if I was in a, a toxic situation. I was in a, an untruthful situation, a situation where I couldn't be me, a situation where something was bothering me on a, a moral level. And I was kind of forced to not forced, but I would have to kind of keep my mouth shut about it and ignore those ignore those feelings of being wronged. And keep doing what I was doing. And, and that's the part that I just couldn't do. And again, that's a balance in, in, in business, right? Whether it's how do you price your product? Whether it's what type of salesperson do you want to be, right? There are some ethical and, and, and moral guidelines that you must follow, right? I don't know how many of you guys know Grant Cardone, right? Grant Cardone is an excellent salesman. I used to listen to a lot of Grant Cardone stuff. But he is a don't take no for an answer type of salesman. Right? There's always a response to whatever whatever problem you have. And although it gets the results, right? Although it gets results and it gets really, really good results. He's excellent at what he does. A part of me just doesn't feel right about doing that. I can't be that hard salesman. I don't like selling. It makes me feel weird. <laughs> it makes me even it makes me feel even weirder to try to sell something to someone when they've expressed that they don't want it. So I can never kind of follow even if that may be the most profitable way for me to to sell my business and sell my product, I can never do that because I just don't feel right. 
So for me, I had to find my my balance. I love more of the the Gary V approach. I'm sure there's, there's, there's it's I'm sure someone else is a better person that I don't I'm, I don't I haven't studied a lot of salespeople obviously, but I'm sure there's someone else that does it. But the Gary V approach, I read a book by him called Jab 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 Right Hook, where he's not consistently hardcore selling you something. He's giving free content, free content, valuable content, provide value, provide value, provide value. And then at some point there's an ask. And that ask is not always a sale. Sometimes it's a, hey, you know, buy this new book I have. But it could be more like a, 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 a tribe type of deal where it's just a share, right? You guys have done that before. Every year there's a vote for a top trader on Twitter. And I usually find out about it like the day before because I don't necessarily have my ear to the street when it comes to stuff like that. And I'll be like, hey guys, sorry for the late notice. This ends tomorrow. Can you go in there and give me a vote? And last year, the two years ago, I was voted fourth. Last year, I was voted third. And it's all because you guys came to bat. And you didn't have to. You decided to take some time to go, on, go from whatever you're doing in your day to go over to a website and vote. You did something that you didn't have to. Why did you do it? Well, because you felt like you needed to. You felt like you wanted to, I should say, actually. I've provided so much value over the years and never really asked for anything. So when I do get this ask, hey, do you guys mind doing me this favor? You're willing to do it. You want to do it. You're encouraged to do it. And that's more of my style. And again, is it, is it the best way to run your business? Probably not. Probably not. But it's a balance that works for me. And it's a balance that allows me to grow the tribe that I want. It's a balance that allows me to work with the traders that I want, meaning working with traders that want to be good. They don't feel forced to be good. And it keeps me happy, more importantly. It keeps me happy and I can go to bed at night with a, 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 a peaceful conscience. I'm not suckering anyone out of anything. I'm not forcing people to do something they don't want to do. I am providing value. I am providing opportunity for those who want to take action. And I'm doing it the way that I want to do.